Aloha, everyone. If you have found yourself lost, lost in wifehood, lost in motherhood, lost in childhood, lost in careerhood, yes, some of these hoods I have made up, lost in self. If you want to challenge yourself to a healthier all-around life, physically, emotionally, spiritually, if you want to challenge yourself and in the meantime, find who you are as a person, find that person you were before all those hoods. If you want to find yourself from getting lost in this craziness of the world today, if you want to find who you were meant to be, or if you've ever felt like you were meant to do something bigger with yourself, with your life, and if you're ready to journey through it all, then this is the podcast for you. Luana Kamihara here, coming at you with my very first podcast. I'm new to this world, not 100% sure how it all works, but I'm diving headfirst in on this journey. Let's find ourselves again. We're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we'll probably upset a few people, but that's okay. We are going to do this for ourselves. It's time we support ourselves. So dive in with me. We're going to have some challenges. We're going to have fun. Let's do this. Okay, you guys. So, this is super exciting for me. I am so excited to go on this journey with everyone. And I'm just going to kind of give a little background about myself and how I got here. And then kind of talk about what this podcast is really all about. In all honesty, this podcast is sort of what I created to keep me in check. And also, hopefully, it motivates somebody else. Somebody once said that your story matters. Even if it touches just one other person, you have to share your story. You have to share your truth. So here's mine. I am a 38-year-old woman. I am a wife to an amazing, sexy husband. He is gorgeous. And I also have two beautiful magical, creative, brilliant daughters. They are my world. The three of them, they are the most important people in my little world. I love them to death. I love 
that they are the most important people in my world, but they have taken over my world. I have always felt like that I was made for more, that I was made to do something big or be something important. That could just be wishful thinking. I don't know. But I've just always felt that way. On my 38th birthday, I got this book in the mail and I opened up the Amazon package and I was like, wow. And it, there's no note. I have no idea who sent it to me, but I open it up and it's a book called Girl, Wash Your Face. I had never heard of this book. The author of this book, her name is Rachel Hollis. If you have not read her book, or heard of her, then you must be lost in translation somewhere because I am telling you, she is a life changer for me. She is everything that I would imagine what today's woman should be or would at least aspire to be. So when I got this book, I was like, who sent this to me and why would they send me this book? Like, do I need to wash my face? What is this about? And I remember I took a picture of it and I posted it on Facebook and I said, whoever blessed me with this book for my birthday, thank you so much. And then my friend texts me. And I'm going to blast her because she is also one of the most amazing women I've ever met in my life. And she has become such an important person in my life. Her name is Vendi. I won't give her last name just to protect her, but I like to call her Vendula. Um, she is my Czech sister and I just love her to death. But she text me and she's like, Oh, you got my book. I'm so excited. You have to read this book. It's life changing. You're going to love it. Luana. As soon as I saw it, it reminded me of you. So I'm like, okay, not a big reader. I mean, I do like, at least in school, I was never a big reader, but when I find a book that really intrigues me, I will sit down and I won't even put the book down. I will read the entire thing in one sitting, if at all possible. But as a mother and a wife, that's nearly impossible. But every moment I got, I was reading this book. I was reading it on the toilet. I was reading it in bed. I was taking it. And as I'm waiting in the Starbucks line, I'm reading this book. Whatever chance I got, I was reading this book. It was that good. She, her book in the beginning really kind of irritated me, which I, now I, I'm glad it irritated me because she's very truthful she, and it's not just 
telling you kindly the truth. She is in your face. That is why the book is called Girl, Wash Your Face, because she is in your face. This happened. Deal with it. Figure it out. Let's move on because you are made for more. That's her slogan. Not even sure if I'm allowed to use that in this podcast, but I am. Sorry. Please don't sue me, Rachel Hollis. Um, But when I read that in her book about made for more, I thought, oh my gosh, this lady is speaking to my soul. She is speaking to my heart. Because that's exactly how I've always felt, is I was made for more. And over these past years, I have kind of lost myself. I was very career-oriented. I was very driven in college and um, thought I knew what I wanted to do. But it was never quite clear. I knew that I wanted to do something big, something important. um, But I couldn't quite figure it out. But through that whole process, that was like, you know, in my teenage, young adult years, I also prayed heavily, prayed heavily for God to send me the love of my life, the man of my dreams. It was something I had prayed for since I don't even know how long. All I know is I have dreamt of the, my wedding days since I can remember. I mean, I had folders and clippings of dresses and seriously, since the, probably since I was like six years old. Well, God answered my prayers. When I was 24 years old, I met my husband. And when I met him, it wasn't love at first sight. I really didn't even like him in the beginning. It was kind of, you know, but there was something about him. And God placed him in my life. And we fell head over heels. At least I did. I'm hoping he did too. Um, I mean, he married me, so... I'm assuming, I hope, but we have been married now for 11 years and we got married when I was 28 and you could say, I guess in the, in the Western culture, 28 is kind of old to get married, but looking back on it now, and I was, I feel like I was still very young. I wish I was back in my twenties. Um, But soon after, we had our first daughter. So I got married at 28, had my first daughter at 29, just before my 30th birthday. And 18 months later came my second daughter. So I have a seven and a nine-year-old now. Now they're seven and nine. I have supported my daughter's been there up all night with them waking up. I nursed both my daughters until they were 13 and 15 months old. I just recently went back to work part-time and then I even went back 
to school and got my master's in marriage and family therapy. And it's something I'm still very passionate about. I think getting married and having children really made me kind of love the whole psychology of family and the family system and how can I not screw my family up because I came from a broken home. Love both my parents to death, but they split at a very young age for me. I was only seven years old and it really had an impact on my life growing up and even on their lives, I imagine. You know, I don't think my mom was ever the same after her and my dad's divorce and neither was my father. So, um, sorry, that kind of went off onto a tangent, but I gave my children everything. I, I still do. And my husband and I, along with a friend of ours, we own a jujitsu academy together. Jiu-Jitsu is my husband's passion. I mean, he is an attorney by trade, but Jiu-Jitsu is his passion. It is his love. And I have supported him through two academies, from his white belt to his black belt. He is now a professor in Jiu-Jitsu. And it has been a daunting, but exciting, a hard, a humbling, a fun, exciting journey that I have went all in with him on. But I look at how passionate he, that he is about jujitsu. I love it. I'm a blue belt in jujitsu, but it's not my passion. It's not something that I just love to do every single day. I love it because I love seeing my husband do what he loves and I love supporting him in that. However, through children, through my husband, I have stopped supporting what I love, what I want, what I need. And I noticed that I started to become grouchy. I wouldn't say bitter. I'm not bitter about it because I chose to do this. But even my daughter the other day was like, mommy, you're so mean. And I'm sure all of us moms have heard that statement at some point, especially when they start talking. And I thought to myself, in that moment, though, when she said that statement, I was being kind of mean. I wasn't myself. If you ask anybody that has met me, you know, when you go to like, when you have a new class or you go to like those seminars or conferences and you do like a meet and greet with somebody or, um, and you have to fill out a sheet or, or even in your, if you go back and read my high school yearbook, everyone writes, you are so sweet. You're so nice. You're so kind. Because I truly am. So for my daughter to tell me, Mommy, you're so mean, in that moment, that wasn't the first time she's told me that. She has told me that before when she was in trouble. But she literally was asking me, like, out of genuine concern, why are you being so mean? 
And I thought, man, lately I have been really kind of grouchy and mean. And it's because when I really thought about it, it's because I'm not happy with who I am right now, with who I have become. Not necessarily, necessarily my life, but just with myself, because I've let myself go. I've lost myself. I went to a Rachel Hollis conference. She has these um, conferences. They're called the Rise Conference. And I think it was three weeks ago now. Um, I went to her Dallas Rise Conference. It was amazing, life-changing, energized, so much energized stuff going on that it just drains you, but you feel so lifted and motivated and you leave there exhausted, but energized. It's the weirdest thing. She talked about if you could do one thing, if you could give up one thing in your life, that you consume that is not healthy for your life, if you could give that up for 30 days, then you can do anything. So I came home and my husband was like, babe, we should do a podcast about jujitsu, like couples in jujitsu. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. How do we do a podcast? I've never done a podcast. And he's like, I don't know. I'm going to figure Let's figure it out. So my husband kind of, he found this app to do a podcast and we never really came together. I kind of did a, you know, we didn't know what we're doing. I even now doing this episode, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of chatting, gibbering. Um, but we never got it together. And so I was driving one day and I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, I, I think a podcast would be kind of fun. I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a book. That's something else that I'm kind of passionate about is writing. I, I feel like I've always kind of had a pretty creative brain, but, and I'm a much better writer than I am speaker. But then I thought it's so much easier to just talk about what it is that you're doing or your goals or what you like or just life in general. And I do love to just sit down and like me and my friend Vendi, we could just sit and we could talk for hours and there's just something very intimate about that. And so I was like, but you can't just do a podcast just to talk all day long. Like there has to be something, uh, there needs to be a goal of it. So my goal for this podcast and the goal that I gave for myself was 30 day challenges. So I already started it. I've already completed my first 30 days. I had given up soda for 30 days, 30 days. I started off with something easy. It was just soda. I realized that but I gave it up. I gave up soda for 30 days. Soda was something that I started to drink a lot of. It was something I never 
had as a child. I didn't drink a lot of it as a kid. I grew up in a pretty, you know, like I said, I grew up in a broken home. We were pretty poor. My mom was a single parent. If we did ever have soda in our house, she must have got a bonus or something that day because she just would never buy it. It was too expensive, one. And then she would buy it, and me and my brother would drink like half a can. And God forbid we left half the can of soda sitting on the counter. That was like a big no-no. That's wasting money down the drain. So she just would never buy it. And it wasn't until I had my first daughter that I started drinking soda because I don't drink coffee. I'm probably one of the very, very few people in my life that I know that does not like coffee. I've tried it. People are always telling me, oh, you have to put this in it and this and try with sweet. I've tried it every kind of way and I do not like coffee. I don't like, co I don't like coffee flavored candies. Ca like I just, no, I don't like coffee. Love the smell of it but I don't like coffee. So to kind of get that caffeine fix, I started drinking Diet Pepsi. And it's not something that I consumed on a daily basis, but lately, probably the past six months, it's something that I have consumed quite often. I would say I probably would drink one at least maybe once a day, or if not every day, every other day, I was having a soda. And I have arthritis in my knees, and so I noticed when I would drink a soda, it would really cause my arthritis to flare up. So the first item I went for was soda. I was like, I'm going to give up soda for 30 days. Just cold turkey, no more soda for 30 days. And I did it, you guys. I made the 30 days. Two days ago... I hit 30 days of no soda. I was so proud of myself. I couldn't even believe that I did that. The first couple weeks, it was kind of pretty easy. I didn't even really want a soda. But after that, it got hard. And I mean hard. We went to the movies a couple of nights ago. And there's just something about a Diet Coke with popcorn that just goes so well together. I had the popcorn, but I had water. Did not drink any soda. I was so proud of myself. So yesterday was the start of my next 30 days. So this is going to be the podcast. I'm going to challenge my listeners to pick one item every 30 days to give up. If it does not do your body or your life any good, if it does not bring joy to you, if it does not bring good health to you, if it's ruining relationships with other people, give it up. Let it go for 30 days. Because if you can, then you can do anything. I am proof. I did it. The, granted, it was something pretty simple. It was soda. But I did it. And it just motivated me to do it again. So now I'm starting something else for the next 30 days. I started it yesterday. But it doesn't mean I get to start drinking soda again. I'm adding on to get rid of these bad things so that my lifestyle starts to change. And it doesn't necessarily have to be food. It could be maybe you're watching 
Maybe you're consuming too much social media. Maybe you find yourself on Facebook way too many hours of the day. Maybe you give up Facebook for 30 days. Maybe you have not exercised in forever. So you're going to challenge yourself to go for a 30-minute walk every day for 30 days. Every day. So it's something that you can do every single day for 30 days or not do for 30 days. That is my challenge to you. So for my next 30 days, I decided to give up. This one is way harder. I decided to give up sweets. Okay, y'all, I, this is really bad. And I'm, that's another thing about this podcast. I'll be very transparent with you. Very real, very open. Because I want you to know that I'm serious and how important this is to me. I kind of started this transformation journey about six months ago. We moved, we recently moved from Hawaii to Austin, Texas. And when we moved, I decided I was really going to start focusing, being more mindful about taking care of myself and the foods that I'm putting in my body and just trying to really monitor that. I have two daughters and I have been a big girl my entire life since I can remember. I was always bigger than all the other kids. And everything in my family revolved around food. Celebrations, there's food. Somebody died, let's eat. Somebody's getting married, let's eat. There's a birthday party, let's eat. How much food can we consume? It's family game night, we're eating. Like, just eat, 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 food, food, food. Food for me is something that brings people together. It brings families together, friends together, and... Through that, I was 288 pounds six months ago. Wrap that around your brain. 288 pounds. I only stand five feet four inches tall. That is a lot of weight for one body to carry. 288 pounds. I had gotten down to 266. I do jujitsu. I also started CrossFit. And I just kind of started watching what I was eating. I wasn't on any strict diet or anything. I just was, you know, not consuming as much and trying to make smarter choices. Eating salad rather than french fries. Vegetables in the morning instead of toast. Just little things like that. So I got to 266. When I decided to give up the soda, the one month, the 30 days of not drinking soda, I got down to 263. It's not bad. It's a pretty good, pretty good deal, I think. But it's still, I'm still a very obese woman. So, and... 
I love sweets. Sweets is one of my downfalls. I love chocolate. I love cakes. I love ice cream. I love cup, uh, cookies. I just love sweets. And, and as embarrassing as this is to say, but literally after my lunch meal, especially after lunch, I would probably have like a cookie or a brownie or a piece of chocolate bar, something. I would have something sweet every day after lunch, every single day. Yesterday, I started my no sweets. I almost said no sugar, but I want to set myself up for success, not failure. And I know inside, I know myself, I couldn't cut out all sugars. I not, not, I'm not ready for that yet, but I'm ready to cut out sweets and girls, let me tell you these past two, it is a day and a half now. It is noon in Austin, Texas right now. And it has been so difficult these past two days. I just had lunch and I want something sweet so bad. So I was like, I need to get on this podcast. I need some motive, some self-motivation, maybe motivate somebody else out there who's possibly listening. Maybe you're struggling with something right now. And I hope this helps you to stay strong because we can do it. I know that I can do it. I've never given myself enough credit. I'm, I've always made excuses for myself. I've always, in, in anything, in doing this podcast, the me six months ago even would not have done this podcast. I would have been, but I don't know how to do that. Where do you find that? How much does it cost? Like, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the resources for that. I don't know people in that arena. Like, how do we do that? Rachel Hollis has this thing where she always says, figure it out and do it. That's what I'm doing. You guys, I'm figuring it out. And I'm just doing it. If this isn't the right way you're supposed to do a podcast, even if I get one listener, to me, that's a success. I figured something else, some part of it out because one person is listening. I may fail at this. Even in my 30-day challenges, I may fail. I may have setbacks. But that's the point of this podcast, so that we can get back on the train. And that's why we're going to do this every 30 days. I consume way too much stuff in my life that is not healthy for for me physically, for me emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And this is my chance to get myself back, to be that person of more that I know that I can be. Not just for myself. That is the number one reason though. But if I can find myself again, if I can find joy, then I can be there for my kids. I can be there for my husband. I will have the energy, the stamina, the motivation to continue to support them. But I have to do it for myself first. I know some people say, 
we live in a society where it's me, me, me. And, you know, as a therapist, they talk about self-care. Self-care is important. But it can't be selfish, if that makes any sense. I want people to understand that just because I'm putting myself first for once means that I'm going to not show up for my kids and my husband and everything else I have going in my life. Putting me first for once is going to allow me to show up for them in a way that I've never done before, in a way that's going to throw them off their beaten path. It's funny because at the conference, they said, you're going to go back home and you're going to be a different person. Your husband's not going to know who you are. Your kids aren't going to know who you are. They're going to be like, who is this lady? Who is this woman? And it might frighten them. And because they love you the most, it might scare them. And they may be your biggest naysayers. So you need to be prepared for that. Because nobody, nobody should get in the way of your dreams, of your passions. I want that to really resonate with with you. Just because you're focusing on yourself does not mean you're selfish. All it means is that now you can really show up not only for yourself, but everyone else around you. So I challenge you all, pick that one thing, just one thing. And start off small because I want you to be successful. With each 30 days, my goodness, I cannot even express to you. I know it was soda that I didn't drink for 30 days, but I am so elated with myself. I am so proud. I don't think I've ever been so proud of myself. So start off small. Be realistic with yourself. One thing. 30 days, give it up. I hope you join me on this journey. I hope you follow along. And I hope together we will be successful and we can be proud and we will be changing the world for the better. Let's do this. Jump on this journey with me. Let's get it done. Let's do this. Have a great day.
Thank you so much for listening to my very first podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to the Facebook and you can find me at live1.30. That's live1.30. You can leave me a message, let me know what you thought, ask me any questions, and I will be back on next week.